Welcome to the Global Watch Prayer Podcast. Thank you for joining us as we build community in prayer to empower the church from local expressions to global connections. For more information and resources on the Global Watch, visit theglobalwatch.com. All right, good morning, everyone. This is the Global Watch International. We are at the 3 p.m. Jerusalem worship time and the evening sacrifice. And so we want to welcome the UK Watch. Barry and Brenda will be leading with their friends. And we're so grateful for this faithful team and the group of people that regularly meet and cry out for the Lord. And so we just want to speak blessing on every one of you and your presentations that Lord we want you to hear their cry, hear their concerns, and we know that as they come before you, that you do hear us. You are a faithful God. You love your people, and you desire to manifest yourself. So just speak through them today as we come together up on the wall, wanting to bring down heaven into earth. And so we just thank you for this time now, Lord, in Jesus' name. Thank you. Thank you, Amy, for that introduction. And as you say, it is indeed a team that we rely on. And we have a good and faithful team. And that's so important. Everybody has such busy lives that we need to have a team support to be able to cover what the Lord wants us to be covering. So let's just, first of all, just commit the time to the Lord. We know there are so many areas that would try to disturb, particularly these technological a broadcast with Zoom. So let's let's just take the authority which has been given to us in the name of King Yeshua. Heavenly Father, in the mighty name of King Yeshua, we ask you now to release your warrior angels and your heavenly host, and we decree and declare that they would remove each one of us on this call from anything pertaining to us, anything relating to technology, our homes, our families, whatever the situation may be, would you remove us right now from the enemy's radar and scramble the enemy's airwaves and frequencies? Because your kingdom must come now and your will must be done right now in the heavens as also on the earth. Amen. We want to concentrate on leadership per se today there are so many areas and i think we've got leadership issues as you probably all know in the political realm we've got leadership issues in so many different areas probably if you look at the seven mountains of influence that you see leadership issues in these and i think that spreads across the globe really it's not just a uk orientated thing but so we hope that today we will be able to address these situations. But I think first and foremost, it's always good to be worshipping the Lord. And the name of the Lord, of our Lord Jesus Christ, is the name above every other name. So we'd like to start, first of all, with a song which is not a, initially an immediate song, but it's not that old. And let's, let's go with this, but to proclaim the name of the Lord Jesus. So if you could screen share on that, Amy, that would be most appreciated. Thank you. Thank you for sharing that. So the name of the Lord lifted high, the name that we honour. So we can do no better than to honour the Lord by speaking forth his word. And we're going to have a few scriptures read. So I'll pass over to Brenda for the first scripture. This is from Daniel 2, verse 21. He changes the times and the seasons. He removes kings and sets up kings. 
It gives wisdom to the wise and knowledge to those who have understanding. Thank you. And the second script, or the second and the third script, Deborah is going to kindly read for us. This is from the Passion Translation, Romans 13, 1 to 6. Every person must submit to and support the authorities over him. For there can be no authority in the universe except by God's appointment, which means that every authority that exists has been instituted by God. So to resist authority is to resist the divine order of God, which results in severe consequences. For civil authorities don't intimidate those who are doing good, but those who are doing evil. So do what is right, and you'll never need to fear those in authority. They will commend you for your good citizenship. Those in authority are God's servants for the good of society. But if you break the law, you have reason to be alarmed. For they are God's agents of punishment to bring criminals to justice. Why do you think they carry weapons? You are compelled to obey them, not just to avoid punishment, but because you want to live with a clean conscience. This is also the reason you pay your taxes. The governmental authority are God's officials who oversee these things. So it is your duty to pay all the taxes and fees that they require and to respect those who are worthy of respect, honouring them accordingly. I'm now going to read from Psalm 75, verse 6. For this I know, the favour that brings promotion and power doesn't come from anywhere on earth, for no one exalts a person but God, the true judge of all. He alone determines where favour rests. He anoints one for greatness and brings another down to his knees. Thank you. Thank you, Deborah. So I think those, those scriptures underline the plumb line that God has for leadership in the earth. We're now we're privileged to have Suzanne with us this morning. Suzanne, you probably have met before, was the instigator and runs the Passion for the Nation, which is obviously something for the UK, for leadership, for government generally. But and Suzanne has a, a wide readership. She's spoken at many international situations. So we have great pleasure to pass over to Suzanne, who's going to lead us in this area of teaching today. Bless you, Barry, and thank you. Thank you for having me here today. I really want to speak just very simply into these issues of leadership right now, as I see it, really just to provide some foundations for us to pray later. It's much more to do with leadership in general, because than it is to do specifically with the political arena right now. What I see as I look across the nations is I believe that as the season has shifted, so God is requiring and raising up different leaders. And he's raising up a different style of leadership. He's raising up the different types of leaders. And we have a good example here because many of you, all of you, I'm sure heard of Winston Churchill. He's one of our most famous political leaders. He was hugely successful during war, the war years, but he was not such a good peacetime uh, prime minister. And you know, different seasons require different leaders. And I just believe that right across the nations, whether we're talking politically or whether we're talking church, or whether we're talking seven mountains, 
God is positioning a new leadership. And that doesn't mean that we, that those are part of the old are not necessarily part of the new. And it doesn't mean that we need to be seeking to remove the old leaders. I just think it is a perspective on what God is doing that we need to be aware of. And we know that even as God is wanting to position his leaders, the enemy is contending for so many of those seats of influence. And so I want to just, as I say, lay some basic, simple principles for prayer for leadership in terms of government and marketplace, church leadership, and then for this new generation of leaders, which are beginning to rise up. And I remember a speaker saying some years ago that when God wants to do something new, he first raises a new leader. He first raises a man. He first raises a woman. And so we see that when he called out Abraham. We see it when he calls out Moses. We see it when he calls out and positions Daniel and Esther and so many other biblical examples. And we also see it in the life of Cyrus because Isaiah 44 verse 28, it's very clear that God takes hold of Cyrus. And he says in that scripture, the reason he's taking hold of Cyrus is that he shall perform all my pleasure. And he, as far as I understand it, was the one man who had the power to allow the Jews to go back to Jerusalem. And so God had a purpose that was in tune with his prophetic timings. And so he positioned the man who was able to bring that about. Now, I just asked Deborah to read the Romans 13 which is, was quite lengthy, but because it's clear that that's in the context of Rome, so you're not talking about pleasant, godly authority, but it actually just says there that the purpose of civil authority is for the good of society. And we need to recognize that God has his own agenda and he has his own purpose. And sometimes what he's doing in our, what he's looking for in our civil and governmental leadership isn't the same thing as, you know, what he's looking for in terms of church leadership. With church leadership, the emphasis is very much on character. But in civil leadership, the phrase here is the good of society. And so often we're told in, is it 1 Timothy 2? I've never got that the, the right way around, that we're called to pray, first of all, to make supplications, prayers, intercessors, giving thanks for all men, kings, and all those in authority, that we might live a quiet and peaceful life. And I was chatting to a friend this week, and she was saying, we are so entitled because we do feel that we have the, that we pray for those that we feel that we want to pray for. We pray for the leaders that are the right political colour for it to us. We pray for those that we like, but actually God says, I want you to pray for all leaders. And we're in such a time where there's this shift and changing going on, there's turmoil in the nations, and leaders don't know what to do. So many don't have the answers. Many of our church leaders don't know what to do at this point in time. And it's the prayers as, you know, of the saints that can strengthen them and enable them to do what they are positioned and called to do. And how do we pray? And 
for those that are already in position, for those that don't know God, we can pray that they are people of character, but we can pray that they actually make decisions according to God's word, because the principles that are good for society are the principles in his word. So we can stand on that and we can pray for our leaders according that they walk in and they fulfill the principles and the commandments of his word, even if they don't know him. And so we can pray Psalm 72, God make the king, make our leaders a godly judge like you. Give the king's son the gift of justice. Help him to give true justice to your people. Proverbs 4, 7, wisdom is the principal thing. Therefore, get wisdom. You know, John 13, that God will soften their hearts and they'll have a desire to serve the people well. That even that this attitude and desire to serve their society will actually be greater in their hearts than their own self-promotion or their own ambition. And I believe that these are things that we need to be praying on an ongoing basis for the leaders that are already positioned. Those righteousness exalts a nation that we will have leaders, that our leaders will be men and women of integrity and honesty. And we need to include in all of that the advisors and the counsellors and so on of our political and governmental figures. But if we wanted to just think, does it make any difference? And I know I'm talking to the converted. I'm just laying some reminders out here right now. But Exodus 13, Aaron and her lifted up Moses' arms. And when his arms were, were lifted up, the, Is the Israelites won or were winning the battle against the Amalekites. But when his arms dropped, then the Amalekites began to win and that was why Aaron and her had to lift up his arms and I believe that as we look across our nations there is a battle for the places of influence the seats of influence the seats of authority but there is also just this shift that is going on also across church leadership and Again, I believe we are meant to honor, we are meant to respect the leaders that are already in position. They are meant to be supported by our prayer. Many of them are struggling with the shifts and the changes that have followed COVID. They need downloads of wisdom and support from, from the church and from the intercessors that they can follow through at this time. But nevertheless, just as there is a change going on in that wider arena, I believe that God is beginning to raise a different type of church leader also for the days ahead. And we know it's already come up, I think, that we're in a time when the dark is going to get darker. <coughs> Excuse me, the light will get brighter. And God is calling his people into a very different mindset, a very different heart attitude, a very different place that in terms of the level of prayer, in terms of the depth of prayer. But, and we begin to stand up as that ecclesia that we so have so often talked about. And so 
God is raising leaders who understand the times and seasons. And for many, I think for all of us on this call, <coughs> excuse me, we would say this is a time for revival. God is moving. He is beginning to release revival. The, I believe that we are beginning to see those who are anointed, who are beginning to run. We know it's a time where he is asking for a deeper level of purity in our own lives. And it is a time to recognize that our role goes far beyond the walls of the churches. God is getting us ready as his people for the days ahead. But all of that means that there is a shift in the leadership going on around about us. And we need to really honor those who have been faithful, those who have faithfully run for God in the past season. But this is just a different time. I don't want to go into that anymore. It sounds so critical, but I can only talk about my generation if I do it that way. And personally, and I've had the privilege of being in very good churches, but it has been about building the church within its four walls. It has been about whether on how many meetings were we attending during the week. It wasn't in the same way as I believe the emphasis of the spirit is now about the boldness to go and to be the people of God in the world around us and also to be the evangelist and the voice of God to the world around us. And so there is this shift that is happening and God is looking for leaders who are very aware of the shift, are very aware of the cost, who will run with the message of purity, that who we have been has, again, I can only speak from a personal position, but it's been a mixture and God is seeking to cleanse the mixture. And so he's looking for leadership who will confront in those arenas, but the, he's looking for a leadership who will equip and train the saints to go and do the work of the kingdom. And uh, I personally believe that we, whether we like the titles or not, I believe we're looking for the fivefold ministers, the apostles and the prophets, the evangelists, the teachers, all of those to begin to be positioned for God's people. Because they are the ones, as I say, you don't have to use the titles, but those are the ones who equip the saints. And when Jesus came out of the wilderness, he quoted Isaiah 61. And he quoted, the spirit of the Lord is upon me because he's anointed me to preach good news to the poor, to heal the brokenhearted. And it goes on to talk about being those who rebuild the old ruins. And these, I believe, are the people, the generation, whatever the age group that God is raising up now, are people who are anointed, who will walk in obedience to the spirit whose hearts are sold out for him. And so as we start to surrender, I believe, and to pray, and as I say, I know these are just simple thoughts, things you already know, but as we start to surrender and to pray according to his will, <coughs> excuse me, I believe that we, are in, we will increasingly see the Daniels and the Josephs of our day be positioned, we'll see the revivalists begin to come forth, and 
we will see God pulling people from the background and the place of preparation right into the foreground that they can do what he has prepared them to do. And Psalm 84 verse 5 says that <coughs> they will be a generation whose hearts are set upon pilgrimage. <coughs> I'm going to have to stop, Barry. <coughs> okay, Suzanne, we do appreciate your faithfulness in bringing this, despite obviously all the physical challenges that you're going through at the moment so bless you let's take it to that step Suzanne was talking about prayer so we really pass to Andrew and Deborah to sort of um, bring areas of prayer which would be obviously linked to all these many different facets that Suzanne has brought which are not just relative to the United Kingdom of the British Isles at the moment but are national issues I think in most of the free countries certainly but and perhaps not so free as well so over to you Andrew and Deborah how the Holy Spirit leads you. Thank you, Mrs. <clears throat> Thank you. There's a lot of pointers there for prayer. I'm going to just pray briefly, and then I'll pass it over to Barry. I'm going to concentrate more on praying for the ecclesia, the body of Christ. Barry will pray more for the government and people in secular leadership. And then, of course, we'll go into the breakout rooms. And so I just want to mention that the recent opening ceremony of the Commonwealth Games, I was astonished, and I think many of you were to see the strong allusion to Bible worship and demonic activity. Uh, and it made me, well, I just find it astonishing. In, in Jeremiah, God asked the question through the prophet. It says, if you stumble on open ground, how can you run with horses? And it seems to me that the horses of evil have galloped ahead. And when King Hezekiah was facing potential oblivion and annihilation by the Sennacherib and the Assyrians, he came before God in the temple and I liked his approach. He humbled himself. He spread the letter out before the Lord. He declared God's kingship and lordship over the whole earth and then asked him to act. And I want to come as God's man, so I'd like to pray. Father God, you're the creator of heaven and earth, the Lord of all, and we are your people. And we come before you to bow before you, to open our hearts before you, to declare that, Lord, there are many ways in which it seems that evil is winning the race, but we know that is not your plan. For you have ordained that we will have the victory. Lord, just in the way that the prophet Elijah outran the chariot of Ahab all the way to Jezreel. So, Lord, we look to you for empowering. But, Father, we recognise that before we're empowered, we need to be your holy people. Lord, we recognise that we need your cleansing. We need the fire of your Holy Spirit for refining in our lives and across your whole ecclesia. Lord, raise us up to be a people who are burning with the love for Jesus and the love of Jesus for this nation. Lord, that we reach out to this nation, that we do not just confine Christian activities within the four walls of the church, but Lord, we are a people that start to run and we start to outrun the horses of evil. Father God, we humbly pray, we, we give ourselves to you, 
and say, do with us as you please. And but Lord, we just want to be yours and called by your name and known by you and walking in the power of your spirit. In Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Thank you. Thank you, Andrew. Did you were you going to add anything, Deborah? Or? That's okay. I'll pray in the breakout room. Okay, bless you. Yeah, there we are. As uh, Andrew alluded to the opening of the Commonwealth Games in our second city of Birmingham in the middle of the country, where I think it's really become almost people have become uh, anaesthetized to what is actually happening in the evil realm. That was it was a a nauseating situation of our worship and uh, presentation. Even the BBC commentator talked about the Tower of Babel being there, and it was really a quite disturbing situation, and much prayer has obviously gone into that. But we've seen also throughout the globe, really, the erection of these uh, 3D productions of the Arch of Baal. We certainly had one in the UK at one stage, which was seen by then the Mayor of London, who's the current Prime Minister, albeit for just a few weeks now, um, and also in Washington DC and various other places, New York, throughout there has been this representation of the evil. As I say, I think people have become anaesthetized, and I think it's time for the Ecclesia to really arise and speak forth what is actually the true situation. But what I want to do, first of all, is just to pray generally for the leadership situations, where then make a declaration and then go into breakout rooms. And I think we'll have a good 15 minutes, if not longer, to do that. I think it's important. So let's just commit this. So Heavenly Father, we just want to stand on behalf of the United Kingdom of the British Isles and the City of London, who embody the nations of England, Scotland, Northern Ireland and Wales, and we represent and we repent of and renounce the sins, the iniquities, the transgressions and abominations that even in your sight committed by all persons in places of influence within the government, the civil service and all other places of authority. And Heavenly Father, we remember your son, King Yeshua, the sacrificial lamb given on behalf of this nation who made possible our nation's covenants with you. And even that declaration made way back in AD 849 by King Alfred, where he said, there is only one way to build my kingdom, and that is on the sure and certain foundation of faith in Jesus Christ crucified. So, Father, we stand on that covenant voice and we say in the name of King Yeshua, we declare this day redemption of the United Kingdom because of his precious blood shed. As once again, we move to establish his rule and reign in these nations of ours and destroy the works of Satan in this promised land under our responsibility as the ecclesia. And with the sector of righteousness, we take back every seat of authority ordered by you, almighty Yahweh, in these nations. We cleanse each one from all past iniquities and that all parliamentary positions, both in the Houses of Commons and the House of Lords, the civil service, related institutions, businesses, communities and churches, and declare that they will be led by those who serve when it is time to serve and lead with strength, 
righteousness, equity, and justice in their roles. And in the name of King Ushur, we decree and declare that you are raising up a new generation of leaders with hearts of humility, softening and melting every long-held opinion and ideology that stands against the purposes of God, that they will impart God-given vision. They will lead with strength and clarity, united in purpose as your spirit leads. And even as a fresh wind of your spirit is blowing, we declare parliament and all other areas of leadership will demonstrate the kingdom values of honor, righteousness and integrity, transforming personal and political agendas that will all work for the common good of these nations and united as a kingdom behind God-given vision. And Father, we declare and ask all these things that will come into manifestation in the amazing name of King Yeshua. I just want to read a declaration, which is something that Suzanne was inspired to bring into the UK. And I'll just speak this out, which is current. Mm -hmm. So, Father God, over every shift, change, decision, vote and policy, we continue to declare that you, Father God, are shifting government, national and local, within this Amen. land, for your Amen. kingdom to come in increasing measure, reigning above every political, social and economic worldview, personal agenda and generational allegiance. We decree every godly inheritance within all forms of government and God-given authority will be aligned, recovered, and connected to the future of this nation, moving it forward with God's plans, purposes, and timings. And we decree this over our parliament, our civil service, our devolved governments in Scotland, Northern Ireland, and Wales, over the Queen and the royal family, and the ecclesia throughout the United Kingdom. At this strategic time, even as righteousness exhorts a nation, we speak to the very fabric the foundation, the DNA and godly mandate of the United Kingdom, and we call you forth in the name of Jesus. We stand as the ecclesia and decree and declare the United Kingdom will rise up and lead the nations once more, releasing not a vision tainted by man's desire for power, but the heart of the kingdom in purity and love. Now we pray also for the new prime minister to be elected in the next few weeks, the new cabinet that will inevitably be formed as a result of that appointment, all members of parliament of all parties, whatever colour they may be, and we cry out for God's wisdom to rest upon them, that his will and purpose be fulfilled in all policy decisions. And we come into agreement with God's word in Proverbs 21.1, that the king's heart is in the hand of the Lord, and like the rivers of water, he turns it wherever he wishes. So we declare God-given wisdom will both guide and guard them from every strategy of the enemy. In this season of turmoil, we ask that men and women of all parties will work for the common good, uniting behind God-given vision that this nation will be once again positioned for blessing in the days of head.
and we declare this in the name of King Yeshua. With those thoughts, if we can, I think, go into breakout rooms, we've got, I think, 23 um, people on the call today. But if you could organize that for us, Amy, that would be great. And I would think if we go for 15 minutes, that okay. um, well, make it actually make it 12 minutes, I think, or then make 13 minutes, we go in the middle. So that just gives us time to, to complete at the end. So we'll go to breakout groups and look forward to seeing you once we get back from the, the skies. Okay, yeah, so I set it for 13 minutes, so hopefully everybody will travel to their specific room, so <laughs> opening now. Thank you, Joe, for ever being watchful over us. Ryan, let's just, uh, with all that we've prayed, all that we've declared over the Lord and his greatness, his awesomeness, perhaps say we might call upon your goodness again Amy to share the screen for the final song that we had just again proclaiming who he is and that says it all doesn't it nothing compares to the promise we have in him so bless you Suzanne's going to very kindly just close us off at this top of the hour with the declaration Thank you. Thank you, Perry. Thank you, everyone. So, Lord, we want to praise you and thank you, Lord, for every one of your people, Lord, that you've been preparing, Lord, for this season and those specifically you've been calling to lead in this season. And we want to declare over our nations, Lord, that the ecclesia is arising, Lord, that the reformers are taking their places. Lord, we declare from social services to education, from the arts to government, our nations will have the leaders you have trained, prepared and called for this time. And in the name of Jesus, we call them from the hidden places into the places of influence in our nation. Lord, and we declare, irrespective of our ge geography, from local councils to city mayors, godly stewardship will increase. Godly wisdom will increase. Lord, that our services will be managed with your wisdom and the resources distributed according to your purposes and your priorities. Lord, we thank you for every church leader who served faithfully through the years. But we recognize this is a different time. And Lord, we surrender to your hand. We surrender, Lord, to your will. And Lord, we just declare that there is a fresh anointing coming upon your people. And we declare our churches will have the leaders that you've called for this time and this season. Lord, that there is a generation arising, Lord, whatever their age, who will step beyond the limitations and the boundaries of the old who will walk not by sight, but in obedience to your spirit. And Lord, we thank you, and we just come into agreement with heaven, in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Bless you. Thank you, Suzanne. Bob Johns brought up, Barry, if you and Suzanne could post those declarations in the signal, that's a great idea. I was thinking the same thing. Those are very powerful. Okay. Yeah, we'll do that. Certainly, Bob. Bless you all. Thank you. Thank you so much. It's always good to come and be with the family. We can't always be so frequently and with so many other 
commitments, it seems, but bless you all and the Lord bless you and keep you, watch over you and make his face smile upon each one of you. In your Amen. Amen. Thank you, Amy. Blessings yeah. all of you. Be blessed. Oh, Unmute. Everybody say goodbye. Blessings to all of you. God bless you. Thank you. Thank you.